watching the, the repeat of The Last Dance on ESPN. Remember back in COVID when The Last Dance was the only thing that was on TV and you stopped what you were doing on Sunday night to recap Michael Jordan's run through the NBA and how Michael Jordan basically abused everybody and he climbed up to the pinnacle. He was the best. He was the GOAT. I've always said the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron and Kobe, rest in peace, and those guys were were goats. Michael Jordan was God. Michael Jordan was a god. Grown men, if they saw Michael Jordan in the in the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties, grown men, grown bleeping men, if you saw Michael Jordan at like LAX Airport or Atlanta Airport or something like that, people start screaming like little girls, like it was the Beatles. Or the Jackson 5. Michael Jordan had that level of um, cachet. He was just amazing. Remember Michael Jordan was in the video and Michael Jackson playing basketball? And it was just like, that. that's how you do that. Mike Jack was also a god. Because he had Aaron Jordan. Was just, he was just hooping it up with, with Jordan playing one-on-one. Like Jordan was patting him on the rump. Like, oh, Michael, that's so cute. You made a... You made a jump shot. I'm sure. I'm sure Michael Jordan, as as much of a sociopath as as he was, I'm sure Michael Jordan probably came baseline and dunked on Michael Jackson and put his midriff in Michael Jackson's face. You hear the stories of Michael Jordan running his camps, and I think one of the best stories that I read he was he was running a camp, and this little kid crossed him up. And like hit a lucky 15 foot fadeaway on Michael Jordan at one of his camps. And Mike was like, yo, we're gonna run that back. <laughs> this is like a 12 a year old kid hit a lucky shot on Goat. And Goat was like, nah, we, we about to run that back, youngin. And he jab stepped the ball, went baseline, banged on him. Said, take that, sixth grader. But in The Last Dance, chronicling, it talks about, really, it talks about the last year of Michael Jordan's run with the Bulls, the second culmination of the three-peats when they beat the Jazz. It talks, it got Dennis Rodman going rogue and going to Vegas with Carmen Electra and all of that stuff. You got Scottie Pippen. He's a bitterman. He's angry about his contract. He's angry about not getting enough publicity, enough respect from the fans. He feels that he should have a statue basically next to Michael Jordan. That he's par with Michael Jordan and talent and all of that stuff, which is, which is, I understand him wanting more respect. They don't, they don't win those titles without Pippen. I'm, I'm sure that Jordan gets a title, but Pippen did a lot. He, he brought the ball up the court and he would often guard the best player on the other team. So Pippen was instrumental and important to the success of the Bulls franchise. I think where he gets mad is that the fans don't worship and adore him. And part of that is Pippen had a he had a very laconic and boring personality. Have you ever heard Scottie Pippen talk? He's just not a very exciting person to talk to. He doesn't have a lot of fire in his eyes. He talks in a monotone, deep voice, and it's just, yeah, me and Michael. And as people don't really like. He's not he's not the most likable person. You got, you got Phil Jackson and the Zen master. He's a Buddhist, and 
he's singing Kumbaya. It was just a very interesting documentary, even though I've seen it five times already. It's just, it's very interesting. I remember, as I've said on the show, I sang my way through college on a singing scholarship. And I remember game six, Jazz Bulls. We actually begged the, we were on tour and we begged the bus driver to pull over. We begged the bus driver to pull over and we were at a random, I think we're at a random Holiday Inn Express in the middle of nowhere just so we could see the game. And the bus driver pulled over. We went to this hotel. It's like 30 of us coming off a bus. We weren't staying there that night, but we basically paid the hotel manager for the 30 of us to get off the bus and watch game six. And that's the last, that's the game where Jordan pushed off on Byron Russell or Brian Russell, whatever his name was, hit the shot and posed at the end. And that was the storybook ending for the Chicago Bulls. The, the documentary goes over Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause and how they were not good people. How Jordan used to really go in on Jerry Krause for being fat and had no respect. It chronicled, it chronicled the dream team. It's funny because the dream team, that's when you know, when you know, when you know that someone is the GOAT, is when other GOATs, Larry Bird, Magic, they were like, man, this guy Jordan better than us. We can't, we can't mess with him. He's too good. He's coming to an area where he's going to dominate this league. There's absolutely nothing that we could do about it. These are alpha males. These are people that are at the top of their craft. These are people that feel like they're the best. And Larry Bird, man, was such a bad mofo. People forget how good Larry Bird was. I know that the young Gen Z, you don't remember Larry Bird. You, you've seen him and Dr. J in clips and some of these other people. Larry Bird's like a ghost to you. Larry Bird to you is like what George Mikan is to me. Or Pistol Pete. Or Havlicek. People that I know were good, but I'm just like, oh, that was like 66. Stilt. I know Will Chamberlain was really good because I saw him put 100 on somebody. It was black and white. There was no, there was no three-point line. And the key was like three feet wide. So it's a different game. There's no Tim Hardaway crossover. There's no AI there's no Kyrie Irving driving the ball for, for 20 seconds. It was, just, it was a completely different game. And Will Chamberlain was six inches taller than everyone. If I, if I played on a court against a bunch of people that were six or seven inches shorter than me, I would score a lot of freaking points in my prime. Not now. I mean, I barely. I played some three-on-three the other week and, and thought I was going to have to go to, to the hospital and, and get double knee, double meniscus surgery. But the reason I bring Jordan up, we, we all worship Jordan. We worship the fact that he was a sociopath and he was the goat and he was the alpha male. He was the epitome of greatness. All he cared about was winning, 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 winning. If that meant he had to punch a teammate in the face, so be it. If that meant he had to motivate people and, and get on them and ride them to death like he did with Bill Cartwright and Horace Grant, so be it. He would do anything to win. He actually cried. When talking about that's how I play the game. I play to win. I'm about winning. I'm a winner. And we put him on a pedestal, but we expect all of our athletes to be that way. And I've noticed people are crushing Devin Booker in Phoenix. People are crushing Kevin Durant. People are crushing James Harden. People are crushing Kyrie. I think Kyrie is a toolbox. So that's different. But people are crushing 
teams and players, CP3, that got eliminated from the playoffs a little bit earlier. Phoenix was a, was a big disappointment. I used to be a season ticket holder to the Phoenix Suns when they sucked. So I've seen Devin Booker. I've seen him grow. I've seen him blossom. It was called Talking Stick Arena. I don't know what it's called now. But watching perhaps the decline of KD, definitely the decline of James Harden, and then the ascension of Jason Tatum and Luka, and of course Giannis. So even them, if Jason Tatum can't close it, I was listening to the radio someone saying, well, Jason Tatum has to win a championship this year to prove his worth. I'm like, he's only 25. We have these unrealistic expectations for our athletes. Everybody's not Jordan. Everybody's not LeBron, KD. He's getting old. He's going to decline. Devin Booker, he's not Kobe. People were saying, people were saying he had some, some good series and a good season. Well, he's, he's like Kobe. Kevin, Devin Booker is nothing like Kobe. He's not anywhere close to Kobe. He's, he's Rip Hamilton on steroids. He's not Kobe. And that's okay that he's not Kobe. It's, it's not necessarily okay that James Harden got fat. And out of shape and is in decline. But people decline in their early 30s and mid 30s. They're not the same player. We expect everyone to go out and be Michael Jordan, or we expect everybody to go out and be Tom Brady. We expect everybody to go out and be Simone Biles and be the best of the best, the GOAT, all time greatness. And that's not everybody's place in society. There are a lot of people that have in, af- in athletics that have a 10 year run, that have a 12 year run, that have a nine year run, like Larry Bird did. Larry Bird won three MVPs in a row. He didn't play for 17, 18 seasons, but he was arguably one of the best two or three basketball players in the history of the sport when he retired. And I just, I just think that fans need to, to slow down and, and calm down. The expectations are, are highly unrealistic. CP3 is CP3. He's a six-foot nothing guy. With not explosive athletic ability, what did you expect from him? Did you expect him to be John Morant or AI or take over and do some flying, throw the ball off the backboard stuff? It's not not realistic. Everybody can't be Giannis. That's, That's something that you see once in a generation. You see a Kobe once in a generation. You see a LeBron once in a lifetime. You see a Mike once in a lifetime. You that's not the norm. That's the outlier. And I just fans should be realistic. Calm down. Step away from the internet and enjoy the show. Because these players, CP3, you're fortunate to have him. Devin Booker, Phoenix, you're fortunate to have him. I remember, I remember what Phoenix was before Devin Booker got there. KD and Kyrie, they might be jerks, but KD's everybody isn't going to be a top 10. Seven player of all time. KD's probably in the top 20. That's a phenomenal career. We, we're diminishing people. Steph Curry doesn't always play well deep into the playoffs in the finals. Steph Curry's 6'3", 170 pounds. Calm down. Lance J Show. What makes me you are listening you. to the Lance J Radio Network.
Now, my kid Frankie's gonna go with you, and he's gonna keep an eye on you, make sure everything goes right. Now, you see that guard that brought me in here? Uh, he's been taken care of, and he's gonna set it up in his train to get me into the water. And all you gotta do is be there with the boat to pick me up. Look, Tony, this is not exactly the Listen, the contract's already down on your pile. The guys, the guns, the line pit's already dug. You understand what I'm saying? And from in here, just one button I push. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network. Many years ago, I started this show on YouTube in my downtown Seattle studio apartment. I was flat broke and had no cable or internet. Had to walk to the Starbucks roastery or Pike and Miner just to upload the show for my dozens of listeners. This is why it's so exciting to be back in Seattle on KIXI Kixie, 880 AM weekdays from 4 to 5 PM. We'll be talking sports, music, healthcare, and just a little bit of politics. I think of the 206 is my second home, and it's great to be back.